Right. Well, I, I love that. And if it'll help, um, since I blew up my Achilles eight years ago in Las Vegas, nine years ago, actually, I know where the hospital is. So if you want to go grab breakfast at the hospital, uh, maybe that'll <laughs> help with your routine. <laughs> quiet on new year's day well that's what we say anyway and that's how we're going to start episode number 183 of the promo upfront podcast off i'm one of your hosts bill peach with me as always the good time player man himself let's call him the attorney general of the january vacation the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the mexico are you uh muy bien muy bien uh no i'm doing really well i uh uh, as you alluded to, I'm on vacation, so really excited about that. Uh, it's just good to unplug a little bit. Um, sure. And um, th- the thing that I think you'll get a kick out of is, you know, unbeknownst to most people, I had gotten a subscription to Babbel. So I was, I'm really mm-hmm. trying to learn Spanish, you know, mm-hmm. and what I, you know, there are days where I feel pretty confident. And then there are days where huh. I do not feel co- like it, I just feel totally inadequate with speaking the language. Right. And one of the, it, it's so funny for me to like, try to order in Spanish to mm-hmm. uh, a native speaker. And they just look at me like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And they're very kind, but it is funny. I'm sure they are. Com- completely out of sorts, but I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll get to how I'm doing in a second. Let me help you out because I did take some Spanish <laughs> okay. um, in college and things like that. So when you're ordering, uh, at, especially when you're in Mexico, right? There's certain things you do differently than you would in the United States. One of them... And this hopefully will help. Uh, taco means taco. So same pronunciation. Uh, and I hope that helps out. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, I, I think we've shared that I was in the ICU, but feeling much better on that end, only to pick up some sort of nasty cold. Uh, my wife was uh, has a pneumonia getting over that. Uh, and so I don't know if I have that or not, but I've been coughing up a storm uh, just in time to get to Vegas. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, no, but all things, Sorry, uh, being con- all, all things being considered, I am in, I'm very good. I feel very good. Um, it's the beginning of the year and you know, Kirby, since it is the beginning of the year, kind of, kind of got me to thinking, you know, and I got me thinking about you cause I know how passionate you are about goal setting. And as we enter the new year, I'm sure you have sp- some specific revenue goals, maybe for Hossman marketing, uh, you might have some goals as they relate to Hossman Properties and the motel you recently purchased. Yep. Knowing you, I guarantee you that you absolutely have some personal development goals for the year yes. as well. Well, if I know you, and I believe that I do, at least I'm saying that, uh, I know you write down your goals. And Kirby, I want to ask you a question. What sort of writing instrument do you use to write down your goals and why? Wow, that's that's a great question. Actually, um, so I've got several pens with me um, here on vacation as I try to unplug. And one of them is one of my favorite pens, and it's my favorite pen to travel with. And it's from our pals at Shapenko. Oh, and very nice. It, it says that flight attendants are here to save your ass, not kiss it. And so it is a wonderful thing to hand out on travel. And this has absolutely uh, this, this has like a mixed ink that really makes it easy to write. So this is the perfect pen for writing down your goals, my opinion. I, I love that. Kirby, I couldn't have I couldn't have chosen a better writing instrument myself. Now, whether you're focused on goal setting, journaling, 
or even just taking notes. The only writing instrument you should be using is one from our pals at Chapenko. Now, if you're heading to Las Vegas for the PPAI Expo in about a week, make sure you stop by their booth number 5405. Say hi to Dan, Alex, and Daniel and the entire team. If you're not going to make it to Vegas, uh, they still are kind enough to invite you to visit their website at Chapenko.com. Very magnanimous people over there at Chapenko. So <laughs> They are. They really are. You're not going to be sorry you did. All right, Kirby. So I have the upfront section and I have a little bit of a rant I'm going to go on. So if you will, if you will Mexican indulge me, I will rant. So there, oh, bueno, bueno. That means that uh, Kirby just held up a beer. I said bueno, which means good in Spanish. Beer. So again, yeah. um, it's kind of a kind of multifaceted education uh, here at the Promo Front <laughs> Podcast. All right. So I know you've been on vacation, a little bit unplugged, but I want to applaud uh, the Promotional Products Professionals Facebook page because <laughs> they did it again. And, and honestly, that page, 95% of the time is so great. It helps so many people out. It really yes. is a tremendous tool and a tremendous resource. But speaking of tools, there was one who decided to post on, um, I believe, what's today, Thursday, posted on Tuesday, this gem. I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. Trying to be respectful, trying to be empathetic. But my ongoing rant is uh, that suppliers are far and away the weakest link in this industry continues. Closing your entire business for a week and for some not to be open today on January 2nd. I'm adding the January 2nd part so people can get context. I continue with this gentleman's uh, rant. Good suppliers are critical to this industry and we need them to step up to become more professional to, you know, act like businesses. We all eat at the table of our amazing end users who do not entirely close down. Maybe someday suppliers will learn. Now that came from Greg Marks, who is a Proforma affiliate in Arizona. Um, as you might imagine, a lot of people disagreed. I uh, wrote something very lengthy and specific in, um, and then he shut down comments. So a very cowardly act if you asked me. Um, if you're going to write something like that, that is almost intentionally inflammatory, no, have the courage, have the onions, have the stones to stand by it and deal with the the backlash. I think it's even less cowardly to delete the entire thread than to just delete comments. However, <laughs> this cheesed me off like nothing else has in the last couple months. That post was neither empathetic nor respectful, not even, re not even close to it. Suppliers work on razor thin margins, not the 35% we all think uh, we all aspire to as distributors, but they work on razor thin margins, a lot less than 35%. They're understaffed, they're stretched thin, and they, they live at the frayed ends of sanity because of all the panic rush orders that come in on a daily basis. And many of them need that time between Christmas and New Year's. We're talking four business days between Christmas and New Year's. Maybe five if you're including January 2nd. But they use that time to uh, do inventory, to repair machinery that might be broken, so on and so forth. Giving staff that those four days off that time of year is absolutely caring in a humane gesture. That week before Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, and is dead in our industry for the most part. Yes, there are some last-minute requests. Yes, there are... Sure. <laughs> excuse me. There are some uh, orders that need to get out. For the most part, it's dead it is absolutely dead 
in all so it, it, i think it's that's when it makes sense for suppliers to shut down sure. and calling suppliers the weak link in our industry is absolutely absurd without suppliers this industry and especially distributors wouldn't exist if you think about our supply chain every supplier could go direct if they wanted to they don't have to use a middleman like a distributor now that's how the supply chain works, but you know that suppliers have those conversations. Maybe we go direct. And I'm sure when they see a post like that, they revisit those conversations. Um, bottom line, suppliers who give uh, hardworking staff much needed time off should be celebrated. And I close with this before I hear your opinion, Kirby. Maybe someday Greg will learn that uh, suppliers need to do that to make sure that they run at peak efficiency throughout the year. Rant over, Kirby. Yeah, no, I appreciate your your uh, passion on all of this stuff. So, you know, I had a feeling this was going to come up. So I've been unplugged, but not completely unplugged. And uh, I had a feeling that this might be uh, one of your topics. So I tried to actually give it some thought so I could give you some thoughtful opinions. And, and to be honest with you, I actually tried to think of a way that I could take the other side. <laughs> just you to, can't. Yeah, I, I really can't. Um, yeah. I really can't. Uh, so my, my couple thoughts on this are, uh, someone really smart has said to me, don't should on me. Um, that's, that's you, Bill. Um, don't oh. should on me. Don't, don't tell yeah. me what I should do. Um, stop yeah. telling other people how to run their businesses, run your own damn business. If you don't like the way they run their business, don't send them orders. Um, but again, it's a little bit like me telling whoever here's when you're allowed to take vacation. Because if I said that yeah. to you, you'd be like, kiss my ass, I'll take my vacation whenever I want to. Right. Suppliers have the ability to run their business um, however they want to run their business. And most of them, from what I would see, have been communicating the close down for yes. weeks, for months. Um, and, and honestly, the week between is not that big a deal. I saw a couple of suppliers that, that closed down like, like really early in December. That one surprised yeah. me because it was like a three or four week. That 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 affects like an order cycle. That's but different. The, the week between, but again, it's still their perspective. I I, yeah. I didn't rant on social media about it. I just was like, oh, okay, yeah. so let's stop sending them orders for the next couple of weeks. Um, and and then the, the I guess my only other final thought about this is we just as grown adults we really need to stop uh, calling out suppliers. And I'm saying this to distributors as a fellow as a yeah, fellow distributor. We need to stop calling out suppliers. Um, it's an unprofessional uh, way to do business for us who purport to be partners with them. And if yeah. our clients did the same thing, the kind of skewering that we tend to do to suppliers online, oh my God, we'd lose it. And so it, yeah. it's just, it's just not a good look. You know, and it appeared on the same page where someone three weeks ago ranted, I am so tired of all the suppliers emailing me, telling me they're going to be closed between Christmas and new Year's <laughs> because it's too much information. So, you know, it, it really, it really irritated me the way this guy approached it. And I told him the same thing you did in my response. And it was a thoughtful, well, I thought a thoughtful pointed direct, but I hope hopefully well thought out response. And I said, if you don't like supplier using suppliers that take the time to take care of their employees and close down between Christmas and new years, find suppliers that share their draconian views on time off that you do. And, and his response was, I had to bring Dracula in it. And I almost responded thought, <laughs> Draconian means there was a, a, a statesman named Draco in uh, ancient Athens who every the most minor of transgressions would be punishable by death. But I'm like, 
I, you know what? I'm not going to go do that. So, uh, to, and I think you said it best, Kirby. The lack of professionalism to uh, call out distributor, I'm sorry, suppliers like that is ridiculous. You run your own business, worry about your own thing. I'm sure Greg, I'm sure he runs a very successful business and good for him, but don't tell people how to run their businesses. I like it. Don't shoot on me. That's, that's, that's one of the best pieces of advice you've ever given me. Excellent. It's a good one. All right. Hey, Kirby, we just talked about goals at the top of the podcast. There's no yep. better way to start off your year with the knowledge that there are supplier partners who are completely dedicated to helping you hit those goals. And of course, we have those partners. And one of them is uh, our friends over at Kanata from blankets to towels and footwear to sublimated merchandise. Kanata has the merchandise that's going to set you apart from the competition and help you achieve those growth goals this year. If you're going to be in Las Vegas, visit them at booth 1558. If you're not going to be in Vegas, go ahead and visit them at kanatapromo.com. All right, Kirby, please tell me you have a topic for us that is not centered around the promotional products professionals page. That's correct. So this this might be a quick one. This is something I feel like we talk about about this time yeah. every year, but I think we do get new listeners and you know, it's also, this is one of those, it's kind of a good reminder um, for those of us who have been to Vegas many, many yeah. times. So this is the time where, and, and people are going to ASI, um, many are mm -hmm. already there, Yep. Um, but it is, Vegas is around the corner. And I think this is top of mind for me right now, because Jade, my my youngest daughter, is going to be joining me in Las Vegas for the, mm -hmm. for the expo for the first time. And so I found awesome. myself having these conversations with her. Hey, make sure that you mm -hmm. do this. Make sure you do this. Um, right. So real quickly, and again, I know I'm catching you off guard and I can go first okay. if you want me to, no. um, but what are, when, when somebody says, says to you, and this, by the way, this would be a great post for the promotional products professionals page. What yes. are some pieces of advice for people who's first time going to Vegas? Cause it's a, it, it, it can be wildly overwhelming, even for those of us who go on a regular basis. Yeah. I, I think outside the obvious of where comfortable uh, footwear and, and plan, you know, plan out who you want to see. I think those are the first two that everyone always comes up with. I would add a couple. Which are good. Number one. Which are good. Yeah, they're very good. It's just, I think yeah. they're very, that's the first couple ones people come off with. And they're very accurate, by the way. Yeah. The, the next one I would come up with, and the, the first one is hydrate. And that means about yes. a week before, start guzzling water. Because I will tell you, it is drier than you think out there. There's late nights. There's early mornings. Uh, you, you're going to probably drink more in that week than you normally do at home. That's going to add to it. And again, Hopefully. just the dry air, the, uh, the over oxygenated dry air uh, makes my uh, skin very reptilian while I'm out there. And I'm sure I'm not yeah. the only one. So the more you can hydrate before you go, the better. Um, I touched on it earlier, have a plan. Um, it, it, is, it is not an easy show to get through in two and a half days. I would have, I would have a day, a Tuesday where you go see specific suppliers you need to see on your first day. And that should be your day. Get, it'll help you get a lay of the land as you go from aisle 1500 to aisle 900 and so on and so forth. And then on the second day, after you've seen all the people you absolutely had to see, now it's time to just go up and down the aisles. What catches your eye? And think about it. And this is kind of the next point. Think about what excites you. We get very jaded, no pun intended, with your daughter coming. We get very jaded in our industry because we've yeah. seen it all before. We've experienced it all before. And, and the hard thing is, especially for a newbie, it all blends together. So yeah. 
walk at a slow pace, look left, look right, engage people, um, and really look for a merchandise that goes, I haven't seen that before. And that has a great application for a client. And then the last one I have, and then I'd love to hear yours, Kirby. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people taking pictures. They'll be in a booth, they take a picture, and then they, they go on to the next booth, they take a picture, and they look those pictures about a week, two weeks later, and they don't remember what booth it was. They don't remember what the project was for. It's just too much. Take a video. I'm in the I'm in the uh, Kanata promo. I'm in the Kanata booth. I just saw a coastal towel or a coastal blanket uh, throw that I think is going to be ideal for this client. Then you're, it's basically a great note taking tool, and you can see that you can see the the product and all that. That's what I would suggest instead of taking pictures. Dude, I, honestly, I, I have uh, several things uh, kind of thought through what I was going to say, and you covered almost every single one of them. The hydrant oh, thing can't, can't be, no, it's good. That's a good thing. It's yeah. really, really good advice by you. Um, the hydrate thing, I think, can't be overstated. I was going to say some sort of uh, note-taking, like whether whether you're a person who right. wants to write it down, I think Jade might bring an iPad. Yeah. Like it, as long as you can make some notes, like I actually did um, something last year the year before where i actually did them all on snapchat and Mm -hmm. made a note of what it was and then actually put it up on my story just to get feedback from clients and which was kind of cool but then you have to say great idea yeah Yeah. so um but i like your idea about the video piece and then the thing i'm going to really try to do we'll see how well i do you you've known me for a long time i'm really going to try and do a better job of sticking with some sort of routine i think one of the reasons i struggle out in vegas is that i'm completely detached from my routine i don't do my morning breakfast i don't do exercise in particular i don't like there's nothing about my routine i am able to maintain and i'm going to try and work harder to do that at least on a few of those days where i get a workout in or something because it is so hard to do that out there because there's just something from morning noon to night you know Right. Well, I, I love that. And if it'll help, um, since I blew up my Achilles eight years ago in Las Vegas, nine years ago, actually, I know where the hospital is. So if you want to go grab breakfast at the hospital, uh, maybe that'll help with your routine. Uh, the only other That's thing great. I would add to that, if you're there on, if you get there on Sunday, um, go to Education Day yes, on Monday I'm if you're able yeah. to. There's so many good sessions. Kirby's got one, I believe, at two o'clock. Uh, and I, I think it's 10 ways to grow your business. Is that it Kirby? Yeah. 10, 10 marketing tactics. I think it's 10 marketing. Is yours yours at 10? Kirby's got 10 marketing tactics. My session's at 10. Very confusing. Um, but mine's at 10. I'm at 11. I'm right after you. Okay. So Kirby's at 11. Um, and, and I know Kirby's going to be ready. He's an excellent speaker. Uh, I'm still polishing off mine. Hopefully it'll be good. I'm going to be talking about how to use standards to really uh, level up your business and to make sure you're growing and have the right people on your team. So I think, and and there's so many other great uh, speakers out there. So make the time to invest in yourself and get some education. And let me just tell you, just real quick, that was one of the things I I had Jade doing. And so she was going through the education sessions. And so she actually, she said, okay, let me, um, can I tell you which ones I'm going to do and see if they if you agree? And it was yeah. fun because I was like, I, I heard the title first and I'm like, who's the speaker? <laughs> and mm-hmm. then she, every single one of the ones she chose, I'm like, oh, that'll be good. Oh, that'll be good. Oh, that'll good. Be good. you know what I mean? That's like, awesome. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. All right, Kirby. Uh, let's go back. Let's stay in the industry. We're not going back. We haven't even left the industry. That's right. Uh, PPAI, uh, re, uh, the research at PPAI. And I love the research, both ASI and PPAI do. This is uh, from PPAI. Uh, they have an Outlook 2024. 
20, um, five threats to take seriously in uh, the new year. And so uh, these were from suppliers and distributors uh, late in 2023, and they just ranked the top five and what percentage of people voted for them. I don't have any notes other than what they are. I want to get your opinion on each one. So the number one, let's go five. Let's start with number five and go to number one. The fifth most um, thing to take seriously, threats to take seriously, brand and reputation management. 10% of the people said that. Brand and reputation management. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, if we're just talking about um, their brand being tarnished online, then yes, I think yeah. that's something you should always be paying attention to. I don't view that as one of my top things that I'm concerned about. Interesting, because I think that's way low on the list. I think okay. because that's the immediate thing people see and think about you. Let's talk about the guy who um, posted earlier. We talked about who posted on promotional products professionals. Maybe it was a bad day for him. Maybe he, normally he's a great guy. But that is his brand in my mind right now. Right, yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah. if I saw him in Vegas, I think that guy does not have anything I agree with at all. Right. Um, so I do think there's a little, I think it should be a little higher. I understand what you're saying, yeah. uh, but I think it should be higher. Just I, 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 I can be convinced. Again, this is the first time hearing of this. Um, sure. I guess what it is, is that I think about that on a regular basis. So I don't know yeah. that it's more 2024 important. Does that make sense? Fair it's enough. like, yeah, it's not absolutely. because like all of a sudden in 2024, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. Whereas I think my guess is you're going to get to a couple that I'm like, oh yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. No, let's get, let's go ahead and get to that. Number four. And this one absolutely should have been higher for me. Technological disruption. 13% of the that's, people said that to me, that's number that one. Been, that would have been number one. Yeah. That would have been number yeah. one for me. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the word disruption. I think, you know, it annoys me because it's overused, yeah. but you talk about AI and chat GPT and mid journey and, all these things, I think that should be higher personally. Well, and I, I hear that and I think of uh, ransomware, stuff like that too. And so yep, to me, call. that's like, that, that's the yep. number one thing right now, I think that would be a concern. All right. 15% of people, number three said government regulations and, and environmental concerns. I guess they were crammed together. Okay. I think that's always a concern. So to me, that 15% of people said that, Okay. Well, and I, I feel like that's two separate things. Uh, I do too. So that's that's a that's a tough one. I mean, environmental concerns, sure, okay, I'll buy that one. Government, I I, I honestly think as a rule that's overstated. I, I think yeah. like we spend a lot of time worrying about who's going to be president, who's going to be this, who's going to be that. Yes, it's important, but on a day to day basis, that doesn't really affect my business. I don't think. I I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, okay. I couldn't agree with you more. All right, at number two, twenty five percent of the people said global supply chain volatility. Okay. Yeah, I got no, I got no issue with that one. That was, that's that's fair. And and we talked about that just a couple of weeks ago. And we then there were attacks in the Suez yeah. Canal. Um, so I think I think that's a legit one. That's really good. What What's really interesting is up until the pandemic, I didn't give much thought to the supply yeah. chain because it never seemed to be disrupted. Yeah, sometimes things would be delayed, but you know stuff happens. Yeah. Now it seems like that my head's on a swivel because it yeah. seems to be more constant. And now it's due to, you know, fighting and things like that. And, and like I said, Suez Canal attacks. It's it's concerning. I think that's a big one. Yeah. All right. Number number one, 31% economic instability. I have thoughts mm -hmm. on this. I'd like to hear yours. 
Yeah, I'll be curious to see if we agree on this one. Um, it's it, and honestly, it's it's kind of the basis of a little bit of my uh, talk is that I mm -hmm. think that there is a perception that there is instability, and so what do we do when those things are happening? Right now, mm -hmm. as you, spoiler alert, it's the things we should be doing anyway. <laughs> most of the time, right. it's getting back to those basics. But I think that. I don't know that that would be number one for me. Okay. Yeah. But the idea that it's a concern, I think it's a concern because it's a concern for end users. Um, and I, so, so in that way, I, I don't have any issue with that. one. I think it's high. Um, I think it's overstated. Like what you said about, you know, government regulations. I think, you know, we, and we've talked about this before, the economy always is in some state of instability, always. Right. It's what we're comfortable. Is it instability we're comfortable with, or is yeah. it instability we're not comfortable with? Right. During the pandemic, we were very uncomfortable with that because none of us lived in this during the time of the Spanish flu in the 1920s. So it's something we were all going to through for the first time. I think there's always a degree of economic instability, but I've heard for two years we're headed for a recession, right. and yet we haven't hit it yet. And yeah. in fact, the economic outlook for 2024, I'd say, is fairly strong. Yes. So. I, I I think it's always a concern. It's rarely the concern. It's like it's like sales. And you've heard me say, and I know you agree, say a price is always an issue. It should never be the issue. And that's how I feel about this. No, I like that. I think that so so I, I actually agree. I my pushback would be that the perceived world is real. Right. And so yeah. I think the Perception challenge is reality. No yeah, question. So, so the, the, the challenge is because it's been talked about so much because the yep. media has beaten it oh, to I a agree. dead horse, because that's all we like, nobody's talking about the high uh, stock market. We're talking about the right. inflation, you know, like right. it is just what bleeds leads. And so I think that you do that for two to three years and people start to buy it. And I think unfortunately, 70% yes. of the economy is built on consumer confidence. And when that consumer confidence Agreed. is low, it's real. So I do think that in, it's funny. I often relate our industry to my small hometown, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so this would be, I say that one of the jobs of leaders in my hometown is to talk about all the good things over and over and over again until we're sick of hearing about good things in our community because we're the ones who are responsible to do it. I sort right. of think it's the same thing in our industry. The leaders of our industry really need to be banging the drum of the the good things that are happening and the good things our, our um, industry can do. And I think we got to yeah. do that till the cows come. I, I, I hear you. I agree with you, by the way, about perception is reality. And I should have mentioned that because that to yes, if our clients perceiving the economy is bad, yep. then, then it's time to use that and leverage that to help them. Yes. You know, if, if they're worried about the economy, then things are never going to be more cost effective than they are today. Let's get right. your orders in. Yeah. So yeah. you can certainly use that. It's a great, great conversation there. Do you have yeah, one more good. topic for us, Kirby, or do you want to go right into our final football picks for PPEF? Let's do, let's do some picks. Let's do some picks. Let's do some picks. You got to get back to vacation and I got to get back to coffin. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So this is the final week. Um, we both went five and one last week. Uh, both had great weeks. Yeah, you are one game ahead of me, sixty-one and thirty-three overall. I am sixty and thirty-four. This is our final week because it's national championship week, and frankly, we don't want to do it anymore. So that's <laughs> it's a, that's fair. Here's the deal. Yeah, here's the deal. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna pick the national championship game for the college ranks. Then we're gonna pick five pro games. Are you ready, Kirby? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, 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 he hasn't even looked at these, so he has no <laughs> idea. 
The only one he knows is the national championship game just because he knows there's only two teams left. All right. <laughs> national championship game. Who do you got? Uh, Michigan upset uh, the, the Texas Longhorns. And um, I'm sorry, Michigan upset uh, Alabama and Washington upset the Texas Longhorns. Who do you got, Michigan or Washington? Michigan was number one and uh, Alabama's number four. So that's not an upset. But um, it was actually just as hey, a trust me. Trust me, in my house, someone was very upset. Okay, that's fair. Um, but you know I picked Michigan last week, and right. I just I just felt like they're solid and had a good shot. But at yep. the end of the game, I'm watching the game in my room, and Amy, mm-hmm. I, I pumped my fist at one point because something good yeah. from my perception happened. And she goes, who are you rooting for? And I said, I'm rooting for yeah can't even say it i said the big 10 i'm rooting for the big yeah. 10 <laughs> and so anyway to to complete that thought i am still rooting for the big 10 i actually think washington's a great story this year but i think overall uh the wolverines have a hell of a team i i i think if that defense can and be as active in uh, as they were against uh, alabama washington doesn't have a chance given that uh, I am going to pick Washington and the very uncomfortably named Michael Penix Jr. Uh, to uh, go ahead and win that game. All right, let's get to the NFL. These are some playoff games, almost, basically. These are people to get in the playoffs. Saturday night, we've got Houston at Indianapolis. I believe the winner goes into the playoffs, Kirby. This is also the subtext of this is two teams no one cares about on this podcast. I was, was going to say, who cares both? Um, you know what? I'm going to go. I, I think the sto- one of the stories of the NFL mm-hmm. season is how good CJ Stroud has been. Right. I, I, I'm a big fan. He's from Ohio State. If you're not following that, I was a big fan of his, but I never in my wildest dreams thought mm-hmm. he would be as great an NFL quarterback as he has been so far. Yeah. I'll go with Stroud on this one. All right. I'm so also Texans, going with Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also going with Houston. I just think they have a better team. Uh, I don't need to, you know, belabor the point and be the redundant man of redundancy. <laughs> Uh, they're going to win. <laughs> Chicago goes into Green Bay to play those pesky Packers. Who do you got? So do the Packers have a chance to make the playoffs? Is that? Kirby, I have no idea. Okay, cool. Um, then I'm going to vote this one with my my heart, not my head. Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. think right now Justin Fields is the most underrated player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to root for the bears because I'd like, I want, he's been doing really well the last half of the year. And it's like, I think he's better okay. than people are giving him credit for. So bears. Well, never underestimate the way Chicago can underperform. Uh, I'm going to go with Packers on <laughs> yeah, this one. I think that's probably a good pick. All right. To, here, here's a battle of the Belichicks. New York jets <laughs> go up to new England and pay, play the Patriots in a game. Few people will watch. Yeah, Exactly. Kirby just oh, kind of fake vomited. Yeah. Like I truly, and, and again, not that I dislike those teams, but who cares? They're neither of them are any yeah. good. Um, yep. I'm going to go jets. I think Sal is still yeah. trying to keep his job. Well, he, he's gotten the vote of confidence, so he's going to be back and the, the GM's going to be back next year. The, the, an actual vote of confidence that they will yeah. be back. Not we'll evaluate at the end of the season. You know, they actually, right. they're going to be back. Um, yeah. I am also going to go with the Jets. Uh, I think they're just a better team than two bad teams. Do you know what Jets stands for, Kirby? Quick little trivia question. Go for it. Just end the suffering. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Seattle is going to go into Arizona, who's coming off a giant win beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you got? 
You got two birds. You got a Seahawk and you got a Cardinal. Uh, and where's it at? Uh, that's in Arizona. So you don't have the big home field advantage uh, for Seattle. Yeah, I, I think good teams do things two weeks in a row, and I don't think Arizona is a good team, so I'll go Seahawks yeah. on that one. I had the same exact uh, uh, justification. They're going to coming off that win. They think they're all hot because they beat a very uh, a quickly declining Eagles team. Yeah, they're not going to beat Seattle. Last one, last pick of the year. Buffalo is going into Miami to mm -hmm. play for the AFC East crown. Who do you got? You go first on this one. Okay. I am going to go Buffalo. Uh, I don't trust either one of these teams as far as I can throw them. Um, Mike McDaniel, um, I love his weirdness and quirkiness. He seems like a really fun guy. But, man, he makes some really dumb coaching decisions during games. Um, one of them leaving Chubb in, and he blew out his uh, – he's a defender, a linebacker, blew out his knee. Um I don't see Miami. I think Miami's kind of on that Philadelphia track. They're declining. So I think Buffalo is going to take this game. And it's at Miami. That's correct. Then uh, just for, for giggles, I will take the dolphins. I, I, I think you're, okay. you're probably on, on the, on the nose on that one, but I think that uh, if it's, if it's in Buffalo, I definitely take Buffalo, but I think it could be, if it yeah. becomes a track meet, then, you know, dolphins are pretty good at that. So. Well, you know, it's the end of the football season and all those teams had goals at the beginning of the year. And they probably wrote them down using a writing instrument from our good friends over at Shapenko. And if you have goals, and hopefully you do, and even more so, Kirby's a very big believer in this, as am I. It's not a goal until you write it down. It's a wish. So if you have goals and they're in your head, they're rattling around, write them down. Uh, it will make them real. It'll make them much more attainable. So, uh, and, and, if, and when you're ready to write them down, use a writing instrument from our good pals over at Shapenko. It's going to make it even more magical than it already Absolutely. is going to be. Yeah. Um, if you're heading to Las Vegas, stop by booth 5405. Uh, oh, 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 we're going to get, if you're on the video, we're about to get a look at Kirby's uh, balcony here. It's a little hot. There we go. There we go. Beautiful, beautiful seaside resort there. Uh, but if you're going to be in Las Vegas, stop by booth 5405 to see our friends over at Shapenko. And if you're unable to make it to Las Vegas for PPI Expo, head over to Shapenko.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, let's wrap this up. Enjoy the remainder of your vacation. It is a high of 42 here today in Franklin, Tennessee. So I'm going to use this is one of those perks of working from home. I have 27 blocks of cheese i'm going to be smoking uh today and I'll, I'll cold smoke them put them in the fridge they'll be ready in about a month or two and i'll be eating them all year long so i wow. i don't like to generally make people jealous but go ahead really? and be jealous yeah that's that's pretty awesome and enjoy that that's right from, oh, I'm from